This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're Taming the Tummy in episode number 79. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, this is Kristen from naturalbirthandbabycare.com. Today, we are going to talk about how to beat morning sickness naturally. Some people ask, is morning sickness inevitable? And usually the answer that you get is, okay, well, some women have morning sickness and some women don't. So there's a certain percentage of moms that have morning sickness, and then there's a percentage of moms that don't. And if you don't have it, then you're just a lucky one. And remember that not to worry because that means that, that you and baby are healthy. And the reason why I say that is because some women worry if I don't have morning sickness, is is everything okay with my pregnancy? And the, the general consensus is that yes, it is. But most moms will have morning sickness and you're considered one of the lucky ones if you don't. I used to think that morning sickness was pretty inevitable and I went with the whole, you know, okay, we don't really know exactly what causes morning sickness and we know some things that might help, but, you know, we really don't know much about preventing morning sickness or just resolving it completely. Well, then I got pregnant with my seventh baby, Sadie, and what, what what had happened to me was that I had, you know, kind of mild queasiness throughout my first few pregnancies. And then with, with my pregnancy with Galen, I had a little bit more. He was my fourth baby. Then with Honor, my fifth baby, I had horrible morning sickness. And with my sixth baby, Corwin, it got even worse. So I was expecting to have really, really, really bad morning sickness once the pregnancy test turned positive with Sadie. In fact, I got an early pregnancy test because I had been charting and I found out it was something like 11 days post ovulation that I was pregnant. And the first thing that I did was do a huge batch of freezer meals because I figured that, okay, I'm going to be sick and I'm not going to want to cook because the cooking smells are going to be horrible and I'm not going to be able to be in the kitchen. So, you know, I was proactive because I was just counting down the days until this morning sickness was going to hit. And I kept counting and kept counting and kept counting and kept counting and kept expecting that it was going to come and it just didn't happen. I did have a lot of fatigue early on with her, uh, and I had to go to the bathroom a lot, which kind of let me know that, yeah, I was pregnant, but otherwise, it was just a totally different experience with Sadie, and I started really looking into it, you know, what was different, and I pinpointed one thing that I think is what made the big difference, and I'm going to come back to that. Now, first, I want to give a caveat before I jump into it. And say, will this work for everyone? Because I know that there are you moms who have had severe morning sickness or you've had HG and really you think that nothing's going to help or you've heard it all before and and nothing worked. And, And that's fine. You know, if this really hasn't worked for you, then that's fine. It may not work for everybody, but it it made a huge difference for me. And it's made a huge difference for a lot of the moms that I've worked with. So I do want to share. It's ideal if you're listening to this before you get pregnant and you can start at preconception. But 
if you're already in the middle of your, you know, morning sickness adventure and you want to give this a shot, then then now's a good time to do this too. Okay. So what I've found is that good digestive flora makes a big difference and any sort of imbalance in the digestive system can cause problems. Now we already knew that that problems could get really severe, like severe imbalances cause issues like ulcers and stuff, right? But we didn't really think about it so much for pregnant women because morning sickness was just seen as inevitable or it was seen as a hormonal thing or something like that. And what I what I believe, my theory, is that it's this is something that happens because in pregnancy with all the hormones and everything, we're just we're way, way more sensitive and little imbalances become big problems when our body is is thrown into this very different state of being. And especially if there's like cumulative hormonal things going on, perhaps that's why some women do experience increasing morning sickness through subsequent pregnancies. But but really, a little imbalance can cause a big problem. So what we want to do is we want to make sure that things stay in balance. And so what you want to do to hopefully lessen or even avoid morning sickness entirely is you want to you want to correct all of the imbalance that might be in your digestive system. And again, this might not be something that you're even aware of pre-pregnancy, but it's a reality for most people in the modern world because we no longer eat diets that help maintain the health of our digestive system. And this is really, I mean, this is like really on the forefront of research. You've heard me talk about establishing a good bacteria and things for your baby. I talked about that on previous podcast episodes. And I told you there that microbiota and and the digestive systems, good fl- flora and stuff like that was just, we're really just now beginning to research all of that. So even this talking about morning sickness from this perspective is a very new thing. But basically what you want to do is you want to encourage good microbiota. You want to encourage a healthy, balanced digestive system. And I'll come back and explain some of these terms in a minute. So essentially it means that you want to boost the probiotics that you're getting. You want to boost those good guys. And so what is a probiotic? Let's actually talk about that right now before we go any further. This is actually something that it was funny that... I had a student, a mama baby birthing student, who said, you know, Kristen, you recommended probiotics, but I don't even know what that is. What is a probiotic? And of course, I live and breathe this stuff every day, and I'm looking at this research every day, and it's like, you know, there's nothing more exciting to me than figuring out what's what's new in the birth and baby world. And so I'm looking at all this stuff, all this science, and reading all these articles and everything every day, and I forget that some people just aren't quite as into it as me, so forgive me for that. But, but microbiota is that microscopic organisms in your world and especially in your body. So it could mean something that's, that's hostile like a cold or flu or any sort of bacteria or virus that you don't want in your body. But there's also a lot of good bacteria. So most of us studied in school 
You know, we studied what does it mean to have a symbiotic relationship, which means that it's beneficial to, to you know, both the host and the guest, so to speak. And your microbiota is kind of like that. There are so many bacteria and things that live within your body, and they're not hostile. They're not bad guys. They actually... They actually benefit your body and they help protect your body from those bad guys. So when we talk about the microbiota, that's what that means. And when we talk about an imbalance, we mean that there's more bad guys than good guys. So probiotics, a probiotic supplement is pro-good. It's that good biota, the good bacteria, the good critters that you want in your body. Um, And then another way that you might hear it said is good gut flora. So when we talk about the good gut flora, we're talking again about that microbiota community. And we want the good guys. We don't want the bad guys. So that's what that means. Another term that you'll see, and this is is usually the easiest way because most of us are familiar with this, is if you look at a container of yogurt and it says that it has live active cultures, well, the re- the way that milk becomes yogurt is it's cultured by those good bacteria, that good microbiota, those good probiotics. And when your yogurt says that it's got live active cultures, it means that those good guys are still living in the yogurt. And so when you eat the yogurt, you're also getting those good cultures. So if you've seen that live active cultures, that's talking about the good guys. That's talking about probiotics. And yogurt would be an example of a probiotic food. What are the ways that you can get these good guys? Well, you can get them through food like yogurt, a probiotic food. And then there's also pills. So many of you are probably familiar with probiotic pills that you can buy at the health food store that you can mail order or even maybe some grocery stores and stuff have them now. Which one is better? That's the question. We're kind of a pill-popping society today, so a lot of people think that pills are obviously superior. And I do actually like probiotic supplements. I think that they can be a good idea. But, but, foods are superior, okay? Foods, foods are more potent, first of all, than any probiotic supplement, just because you're getting the full culture when you eat the foods. Plus, you're getting all of the micronutrients in the foods which nourish you and also nourish the good the good guys, the probiotics that are in that food. And your body, your body expects to get probiotics in a food form because that's what's natural. And so perhaps your body does a little bit better. You're you're essentially you're getting that whole package the whole kit and caboodle, so to speak. And that's the way that your body expects this to happen. So I really, really recommend eating a lot of probiotic foods. And that is really the best foundation to prevent or to reverse morning sickness. Getting the probiotics in easily is is often something that is important for women. And this is actually, I think, how I inadvertently ended up with no morning sickness for Sadie. See, having a gut flora imbalance can cause many, many problems, not just in pregnancy. I said that a lot of people don't notice it, but some people do. 
So my husband was one of those people. Having a gut flora imbalance can cause a lot of problems with being able to properly digest food, utilize nutrients, um, insulin response. <clears throat> excuse me. All of those things can be Im- can can be impacted. And if you've had any trouble, like if you suffer from chronic constipation or IBS or anything like that, then again, a gut flora imbalance is definitely something to suspect. Because that's all part of that same system. It's all part of that digestive tract. And this actually also has an impact on vaginal flora. So if, you're, if you've are if you got recurrent yeast infections, if you're battling with recurrent BV, if you're worried about group B strep, this is, this is very much for you too. Because this is a systemic thing. But anyways, my husband had a lot of digestive issues and was just having a lot of trouble with food sensitivities and and food allergies. And I'm not saying that this can, like if if your child has a food allergy to peanuts or something, or you do, I'm not saying that this is going to correct that. But especially if you've got food sensitivities, it's possible that this could help heal your body. So my husband had food sensitivities and a hard time digesting things. So we were researching and realized that getting lots of probiotic foods into him was going to be a good idea. And we also read about resistant starch, which I'll talk about a little bit more in a minute and why that's so beneficial. But I decided to make smoothies because it was the best way to get both of these things into him on a consistent daily basis. It was a way that fit into our lifestyle. So I started making probiotic smoothies for him every morning. And I would make an entire blender full, which made about two large glasses. And he would drink one and then... There was half a blender full left, so I would drink the other. And I just did this every morning, even though I I never had the digestive problems that he had. This was, you know, probably two months or so before we conceived Sadie. And then we conceived Sadie, and lo and behold, no morning sickness. And it wasn't, like I said, it was when I started really researching this that I kind of put two and two together and said, I wonder... Um, and, and it really began to seem like it. So that is the one thing that I think made a difference for me because I really didn't do anything else differently. Um, I feel like I was actually a little bit less prepared for Sadie's pregnancy than I was for Corwin. I was more vigilant with like my preconception nutrition and stuff before Corwin and we were just busy leading up to Sadie, but you know, she fit in when she fit in. So it was time to have her regardless of how vigilant I'd been able to be. But, but that was the big difference. So I, I think a smoothie is a, is an easy and pretty powerful way to get a lot of probiotics into you. Let's talk for a minute about resistant starch and then I'll come back to the, to the smoothie recipe. Okay. So resistant starch is Basically, it's starches that your body doesn't break down at all. That's why it's called resistant. Your body's digestive processes don't break it down. However, good bacteria really, really like resistant starch. They break it down in your digestive system for you. So getting resistant starch is... They're, they're called quote-unquote, you know, safer starches too because they don't act in your body as a typical starch. They don't cause the same blood sugar response. And 
and they're just really good for your gut flora. So when you get that resistant starch, it just goes through your digestive system without being digested. But once it gets to your intestines, the good bacteria that are there in your intestines take that resistant starch, they break it down, and they use it for their food, which basically nourishes them and keeps them healthy. And especially if you've got a gut flora imbalance going on, Sometimes it's hard for the good guys to take hold. One thing that science has shown that's not terribly encouraging is that probiotic supplements and things are often not very effective when you stop taking them. They don't create lasting change in the body. Well, resistant starch may be one of the keys to helping them take hold in your body so that they change that balance or they change the imbalance into a balance rather so that they're really able to to colonize and take hold where you want them to be and resistant starches can can be made in a number of ways so you can make resistant starches by like taking something like potatoes or rice and cooking them and then refrigerating them for 24 hours a lot and actually beans the same way a lot of the starches in those foods convert into resistant starches during that kind of cold holding period so that there's a large percentage of resistant starch in them the easiest way that i've found to get resistant starches aside from like doing a soak and then a traditional cooking of beans and then freezing a bunch of them um, so that they can be, you know, they can just be popped out of the freezer and used in cooking already resistant starchified, so to speak. Um, and parboiled rice also has already gone through some resistant starching process. But the, the easiest way that I've found to get resistant starch is through a smoothie and using potato starch. Now, Potato starch is different than potato flour. So if you're going to go to the to the baking department and look for it or to the specialty flours department and look for it, look for potato starch. And potato starch is essentially pure resistant starch. That's all that it is. Now you cannot heat potato starch. If you've created resistant starch in your foods, like in your beans or something, or or in your rice and let it refrigerate for 24 hours, you can safely reheat it without breaking down the resistant starch. Potato starch is different. If you reheat it, then it, it becomes digestible fiber. So you want to use it cold, but you can put a bit of it into your smoothie. You don't taste it. It's, um, it's very, you know, cakey, flowery in texture almost so if you put a spoonful of it in a blender full of smoothie you don't really notice it at all and it is an easy source of resistant starch like I said it's pure resistant starch so the smoothies that I made I liked to use kefir because kefir is a cultured dairy product that is oh my goodness anybody can make it easy basically you take kefir grains which you can get milk kefir grains from somebody local, or uh, you can even order them off Amazon.com. Often there's somebody close to you who's selling them from Amazon.com, and they'll ship them to you in the mail. And they live for a few days going through the mail. So you get them, then you put them in milk. They always come with detailed instructions. You put them in a small jar of milk to kind of activate them, 
And they, they look kind of like rubbery cauliflowers is what the grains look like. Um, easy to distinguish from the milk and from the kefir. But anyways, you, you put those in a little jar to just kind of get them going and then you build them up to, to what you're going to do. And, and we have enough now that we can do a half gallon of milk at a time, which is what we do because, of course, we're feeding um, you know, eight people, soon to be nine mouths to feed with it. Sadie still gets hers through the milk right now, through my milk right now. But anyways, um, you know, so you use, you use the grains and it's very easy. It's just as easy as pour the milk on, set it in the counter, let them culture for a while, depending on how tart and fermented you like it, and then use it for a smoothie. You can also do yogurt. Uh, I I, I wasn't doing yogurt at the time when I made the Sadie smoothies, but I'm trying to make yogurt regularly now, so then in our smoothies now, we can have a mix of yogurt and kefir, because they're both, they're, it's two different types of probiotics in them, and I just like for our family to get that mix, but when I was doing the smoothies for Scott, I just used a kefir base, and only berries for the for the fruit because we wanted to keep it pretty low carb for him so berries have uh you know they're very low carb fruit so we used berries blueberries or strawberries that sort of thing um and then I put a little scoop of powdered greens in just to get some of that green superfood you could do any like green smoothie kind of combo in there then the resistant starch you want to build up to the resistant starch. Please don't just don't just go slop in a huge heaping tablespoon in there because then the bacteria are going to have a party and you're going to feel pretty bloated. So build up to it because you know as they're converting that starch, it can build some gas. But especially if you're having constipation issues, this could make a big difference for you to really get things moving down there in your intestine. So build up, start with like a little half teaspoon or so and build up a bit to maybe a couple tablespoons in your smoothie. And then I also did break open two probiotic caps and put them into the blender with everything else. And then we also put some inulin fiber in. The bottle comes with a little scoop. That's a prebiotic, which again is a is it's kind of a probiotic food. And we just really wanted to make sure that the the good bacteria were well nourished going into our bodies. And then I'd whip it up, add a little bit of ice if I wanted to work on the consistency or whatever. And then that's what we would drink every morning. Super easy, um, you know, pretty quick. I, I I took a liquid prenatal vitamin throughout my pregnancy with Sadie for much of my pregnancy with Sadie and I would mix the liquid prenatal into my cup too just to make it easier and the liquid prenatal was done in a glycerin base which is uh, very sweet so it, it sweetened the smoothie up a little bit because otherwise it was kind of overwhelmingly sweet to me to take just from the spoon so that worked well for me but with Scott's you know it was just mixed up the smoothie and gave it to him and that worked really really well and I honestly 100% believe that that is the reason why I didn't have any morning sickness with Sadie now you can get probiotics in other ways. Like I, sometimes I'll, I will hear people say, what about, you know, if I can't do kefir, if I can't do the dairy or whatever, then you can get probiotics in other ways. Of course, probiotic pills are definitely an option for you. Uh, and then there's lots of probiotic foods. In fact, one of the one of the moms that I read, she had an extensive blog on on helping with morning sickness and things, and I can link to her in the show notes. But... Um, but she said that she had been traveling with 
to Europe either just before her pregnancy or really early in her pregnancy. And so they ate lots of uh, raw cheeses, which are cultured food, but lots of raw veggies and things too, or cultured veggies and things too. And and that's really going to be the best way for you to get probiotic foods if you can't do dairy is to do cultured veggies. And also you can also do water kefir which is done with kefir grains. I've never made water kefir. We've always done a dairy kefir. Uh, And it's not quite as, from what I understand, it's not as self-perpetuating as dairy kefir. But again, you definitely get those good probiotic bacteria in it. And then there's lots of probiotic vegetables. So traditionally made sauerkraut or pickles are probiotic food. Beekvass is a probiotic food. Kombucha is a probiotic food. I love kombucha. I love kombucha during my pregnancy, but I do feel that it's important to give the caveat that kombucha, because it's a fermented drink, has like a teeny, teeny, tiny, tiny percentage alcohol content in it. Um, And there was actually like a brouhaha about that that got it all pulled off the shelves And then they put it back because they realized it was really minuscule, but some moms really want to be aware of anything like that and don't don't feel safe consuming that during pregnancy. So that's, you know, I put that there before you because this is your pregnancy and you make your decisions. But and if you haven't, if you haven't eaten a lot of probiotic foods or drunk something like kombucha, you know, kind of build up slowly. Don't just go guzzling it because it it can sometimes cause a detox reaction if you have lots of it. And you don't want that during pregnancy. So build up a bit at a time. Um, But yeah, there are lots and lots of cultured foods. Traditionally made kimchi is another one. Something else that I love. I actually tend to crave. And and maybe, you know, maybe that's why women crave pickles during pregnancy. The whole pickles and ice cream thing. Because they know that they need the good dairy fats for their baby's brains. And they know that they need the probiotics for their digestive system. So anyways, you know, look at those veggies and of course do the probiotic pills but try and get some of those cultured veggies and things into your diet too even if you can't do yogurt or kefir which are kind of the the easy probiotic foods because you can make them into a smoothie and if you're in the middle of of dealing with morning sickness right now then smoothies are often a really good way to get those probiotics in, to get anything in, because they tend to go down a little bit more easily. And even, you know, feel free to use banana or whatever it is that makes your smoothie go down easily. You don't have to avoid it just because we were trying to avoid things like bananas. A few other strategies just before we wrap this up, because if you're in the middle of it, you know, you might need something that's going to work right away while you're also doing the smoothies to help build up gut flora. But some other strategies that that I've found really help with morning sickness are using morning sickness bands or actually their motion sickness bands, C bands. S-E-A is the brand that I've used and they actually have like one that's made for pregnant moms now that's pretty. They didn't have those pretty colors when I was pregnant. But anyways, I found that those are really effective. They were effective during my pregnancy with Corwin. They hit acupressure points and that can be helpful for some moms. Making sure you're getting protein foods with every meal. Um, Getting proteins with a little bit of carbohydrate 
at your frequently throughout the day is helpful for a lot of moms. That's something that was helpful for me. Making sure that you're keeping something in your belly. You know, you don't get up with an empty stomach. Have something right there beside the bed. Even have something in the middle of the night if you need it. Uh, that can be really helpful. Having extra B6, vitamin B6, is very helpful for moms. And really the best way to do that is through a vitamin B6 supplement. That can be helpful too if you're if you're preconception right now. You're thinking about conceiving and you had rough morning sickness with another pregnancy. Starting the extra B6 now has been shown to make a difference. And then a lot of moms find that teas like a ginger tea or ginger lozenges or anything like that can be helpful. So those are just, I guess, maybe some stopgap measures. And like especially the the morning sickness bands were really helpful for me. So those are some things, some things to think about and some things to try to help make a difference with you um, and with with feeling better throughout your pregnancy. And I really do think that even if a little bit of morning sickness is inevitable, for most of us, you know, we want to be getting those things in that are going to be making a difference and that are going to be helping us to feel better so that we can enjoy our pregnancy and we can enjoy getting what we need for our babies. So again, the teas, the probiotics, all of those things that might help. Um, in the meantime, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Some women notice that a magnesium deficiency can cause a problem. So you can take something like a natural calm supplement or, uh, or you can use Epsom salts in your bath, which is basically pure pure magnesium. So those are all things that'll work and that can help you to handle morning sickness, but definitely give the probiotics a try because I really do think that makes a huge difference. Okay, before we finish up this episode, I want to take just a second to let you know that I am super excited because it is bundle time again. Uh, That means that it's time for the 2015 Ultimate Healthy Living Bundle, and I'm always really thrilled to share this bundle with you listeners because, well, not just because my I have stuff in the bundle, but because, you know, it's just a great collection of resources. And this year, it's really fun for those of you who are interested in this episode because there are two different e-courses on fermented and cultured foods. So when you buy the bundle and you can get it and get more information about it by going to birthbabylife.com slash UHLB, that's Ultimate Healthy Living Bundle, birthbabylife.com slash UHLB, and you get, you get those two courses as part of the bundle. Um, And those cover, you know, making fermented foods, making cultured foods, making, getting those things part of your day. And then there's also, I mean, there's tons of ebooks on all kinds of different topics for you and your healthy lifestyle. I mean, there's, there's natural cleaning, there's natural cooking, there's, of course, natural parenting. Uh, There's, I mean, but there's health and fitness. And so there's, there's actually an entire ebook on morning sickness remedies which is a lot of fun. And there's another book on healing your gut, which this is going to be especially ideal for you mamas who are planning a pregnancy and who want to make sure that you're as healthy as possible, especially if you had something going on um, with 
morning sickness in your last pregnancy. There there are a lot of different things. There's a cookbook that's called Easy Paleo Gelatin Treats. Gelatin is another thing that really helps balance and soothe the, the digestive system. There are lots of books on preparing for conception, on breastfeeding. There's a book on purees for your baby. There's another book that covers fermenting fruits and vegetables. So that's two classes, plus a book, plus a book on morning sickness remedies. Um, there's a book called Never Gymless, which is on how you can incorporate exercise into your life, even if you can't get to the gym. It's kind of got a body weight focus, which I think is super exciting and fits really well into a mom's life. And then, of course, the I'm really excited about the bundle because I have a class in the bundle. So my great pregnancy class is featured as part of the bundle this year. So when you get the bundle, you get all of these other books, you get all of these other classes, and you also get my great pregnancy class, which I usually charge $67 for the class. So you get the entire six-week class for part of your bundle. And that, I also, I go into a lot more detail on morning sickness and exactly what I've talked about in this episode. Plus I give you, you know, the scientific research and the reports. Um, I've got pregnancy diets laid out for you. I talk about exercise in pregnancy. So you know exactly what you're supposed to eat, exactly how you're supposed to work out. And we talk about preventing pregnancy complications. We talk about weight gain, gestational diabetes. We talk about getting your baby lined up properly and really just how you can feel great and enjoy your pregnancy. That class is part of the bundle. Uh, Andrea Olson's awesome book on EC and Go Diaper Free is part of the bundle this year. So if you haven't picked that up, don't go get it from Andrea this week. Go get it from the bundle sale. I mean, there are just so many great resources. Nourished Baby is in there, which is a great book, again, on nourishing your baby, both preconception, um, pregnancy, and after your baby gets here. There is just so much going on that is so perfect for for a natural-minded mom or for a natural-minded family. Everything from keeping your house clean and green to keeping yourself feeling stress-free and positive by by figuring out meal planning and how to make real food work on a real budget. And, of course, all the great parenting things in my class. So, really, I recommend that you take a look at it. Again, it's birthbabylife.com slash UHLB. Birthbabylife.com slash UHLB. The Ultimate Healthy Living Bundle will only be here for a few days. So please check it out. Pick up your copy of the bundle now. Let me know what resources mean the most to you, whether you're interested in food or fitness or essential oils or you just want the parenting topics or you just want to get great pregnancy for a great discount and everything else along with it. Go ahead and grab it, birthbabylife.com slash UHLB. Um, and I look forward to having you in the great pregnancy class. Let me know if you've got any questions or I can help you with anything and have a blessed week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. Visit www.birthbabylife.com.